Yeah, sing it, Jeannie. It's all right. Well, folks, you know what that tune means. It is Thursday at 4 o'clock, and you are tuned into KDNK Radio. And this is Everything Under the Sun, the Sun's we- the Sopra Sun's weekly radio program right here on KDNK. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, James Steinler, along with my co-host, Jeannie Soldering. Thanks for always being here, Jeannie. Thank you for asking me, being with me, being my partner in crime. <laughs> yeah, partner in crime. It's an honor. It's uh, it's such an honor, and um, so thank you. <laughs> the thanks goes to you. And we have a special show today, as we do on most Thursdays. Uh, today we're going to be speaking with Art Williams and Julia Marshall of Taka, um, and a little bit about the education programming going on at Taka. Uh, welcome, both uh, Art and Julia. Hi. Thank you for having us. Hey. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And um, so, let's go ahead and start with you, Art. Uh, you've been, I know, and I know you a bit through like the community or theater world um, here in the valley. Um, and I've I've just watched you from afar. <laughs> a few different Not productions. No, it's all public information. So, have you? Did you grow up in the valley? What's your relationship to the valley? No, I did not grow up in the valley. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. Well, in okay. the suburbs of Dallas, Texas. Um, I came to the valley in 2018 to work in the Artist Year AmeriCorps program. Okay. And I taught choir through that program at Glenwood Springs High School, Middle, and Elementary School for two years. Um, the second year was 2020, pandemic, so that was, uh, yeah, you know, like one of my first, I guess, like professional jobs after graduating, um, and that's that's what brought me out here. I fell in love with the Valley and lingered for a little bit, had a jaunt in New York City, and then um, last February moved back, and so I've been here for a little over a year now, again, consistently. So that, that I guess, like almost four, five years, like, yeah. Okay, great. And I'm sorry, uh, where did you study, um, and did you study theater? I studied, um, I got a degree in piano performance okay. and at, from Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. And during that time, I studied acting and classical voice, um, screenwriting. I, I kind of just took advantage of, of those opportunities there and um yeah really like delved into a lot of different creative processes um, and so yeah since i've since i moved back i've been working um a little bit more seriously in theater great um, yeah and so the um creativity and around the valley is holding you here since 2018 we have you and uh, it sounds like you have a full-time position now at Tacock. Um, what is that mm-hmm. position? Yes. So I am now the Education and Community Partnerships Coordinator at Taka. Um, and yeah, I, you know, this, this valley does have quite a bit of opportunities, especially for, um, I don't know, people like me who I want to just like get the community involved and like figure out what um, what resources are available, maybe not do the things that are as traditional, you know, and I think there's a lot, there is room for experimentation and for um, play with within the community. Yeah. Fantastic. Great. Great. 
And Julia, how about you? Um, what brought you to the Valley, or did you grow up here? What's your story, your relationship with the Growing Fork Valley? <laughs> well, I say I'm forever on 3rd Street, so okay. I grew up on 3rd Street in Carbondale. Oh, my goodness, that's fantastic. Third and, and then okay. now I live right next to True Nature. Cool. And... I don't think I'm ever going to leave. I'm Fantastic. just here for life. So we've got you, yeah, too. <laughs> I, yeah, you, you've got me. <laughs> Klein and Sinker. Yeah, Fantastic. So, yeah. And um, are, are you an employee of Taka? No, I'm a, a board member of Taka. A board member of Taka. Yes. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. And um, what is your profession and what is your interest, I suppose, in the arts and what drove you to become a board member of Taka? So it goes back um, almost 30 years when I was working with Michael Lipkin and David Warner, and we were working on the plans for Willets. And so we drew into the plans a Performing Arts Center parcel. And over the last years, we finally realized there was enough of a population at Willets to then merit the building of a building and to really start a performing arts center. So at hmm. first, we were at the temporary, which was on Market Street. Oh, right. Okay. And we operated that for 16 months. And then, you know, uh, we took a hiatus and we ended up. Um, deciding that, well, we own this property, well, let's make it happen. That's and awesome. so <laughs> we made it happen in the time of COVID. It was a good thing to do. And now we're operating and have been for probably the last, like, 16 months again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. That's so Jul- great. Julia, when I interviewed you on art for the article that was in last week's paper, uh, you said something that really struck me, and I did put it in the article, that you created a perfor- in the um formation of Willits, you created a performing arts space, which is Taka, and that it harkens back to the opera houses of the old West. Yes. You talk about yes. that a little? Yeah, you know, um you grow up here because I did grow up in Carbondale, and you know, have the opportunity to have culture because it isn't separate from work. You know, it's integrated with work. And so even the mining towns always had an opera house. And so the miners were singing, or I mean, I don't know if they were singing, but somebody was (laughs) doing the singing. And it's just, it's such an essential part of our humanity. And so we saw our, um, our efforts in drawing up that plan in putting culture at one of the prominent places in the plan is that we're also putting an exclamation point on culture. And the arts, yeah, Yeah. it's really important to us. Always a part of the plan. So, in a way, you're carrying on the tradition. I think so. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Art, I you know, you had an event today. I wrote about it in last week's article, Mm -hmm. where you had was it fourth graders from Crystal River Elementary School that Mm -hmm. came to an event at Takah today. You want to. You're still kind of riding the oh, riding yeah. the wave <laughs> right. from that. Did you Yay. come back from that today? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, we wrapped up around two, and so yeah, you know, like when you're in front of kids, you you've got all the energy like flowing through your body. You got to really um, present. We welcomed um, Crystal Rivers fourth graders to um, a short film program that's curated by the New York International Children's Film Festival, their Kids Flicks program. Um, so it's about a 50 minute program um, featuring. All kinds of diverse stories um, of all kinds of ethnicities. We had some Korean films. Um, I believe there was a French film. It's yeah, and so you know, it's this like wonderful mix of programming and just you know, like was just asking the kids, you know, why do we tell stories? Why, 
what do we learn from stories? How do we like observe human behavior? And it's just so fascinating to see, you know, how students, just young ones, like pick up everything. And, and right. mm-hmm. at that age, you know, you are learning the world through viewing it. Um, so it's kind of this meta thing um, where you know you're like they're watching a film, and I, I as an adult, I think about my life, right, and like my memories and imagination, and dreams, and like that's like there's a movie going on in my head all the time. So. <laughs> Um, no, no, of course we, it's natural for us to like sit and watch other people's stories play out. Um, but it's such a powerful moment to, to call attention to that and say, Hey, we're, we're actually learning about ourselves right now and like our nature as people. Um, yeah. And so through that, excuse me, through that process, they're learning about storytelling. Yes. A very basic kind of a thing that has gone on ever since humans have been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how many children were there, students were there there? We had, I believe, 78, okay. 74, 78, somewhere in that, okay. that ballpark. Yeah, and so that's actually going to be the smallest of the programs that we'll have. The rest will we'll probably have a full auditorium. Um, so we're going to be inviting a couple different grades. Um, yeah, which is it's exciting. So could you talk a little bit? I know one of the other things is Ola Cine. Yes, exactly. I, I didn't want to go there too quickly. But yeah, you're, no, you're, no, you're, no, no, Perfect, yeah. yeah. Um, so we, yes, again, we will be inviting Carbondale Middle School and Basalt Middle School's um, English language learning um, classes. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of those are newcomer students who, for th- those are my passion. You know, my parents are immigrants from Panama. Um, so anytime I get to work with Latinx immigrants, it's just like, ah, this is amazing. So, and, and obviously not all the students are newcomers, um, but, um, you know, either bilingual Spanish learners or, um, you know, learning English as a second language. Um, they come to Taka in April and they're going to watch a, a program that's curated um, of specifically Latinx stories. And that's the Olacina program. And I'm super, super, super excited to get students in the theater and especially the one thing that I did today was call attention not just to you know the stories and what you're watching but especially to pay attention to the credits like who are the names that you're seeing on the screen and Hmm. like how many people does it take to make a film you know like it's it's this thing that when it's up on the screen it's it's so mysterious and I think calling attention to that moment and and I hope that kids really have a moment to connect and read a name that sounds like theirs um, and see something that's familiar and, and hopefully feel closer to that process and, and start to imagine like, oh, this is maybe something that I can do in the future. Right. Um, and, and and I've told the kids today, like, it's, it, this doesn't have to be what you do with your life. This doesn't have to be, you know, your career. You, you Not everyone needs to move to Los Angeles or Vancouver or New York to like pursue film, but why not make film if that's something that you're passionate about? Excellent. And I know we had talked a little bit before we came in here about uh, the abridged uh, version of The Merchant of Venice. Is that on the, what date is that? So that is going to be next um, Tuesday, February 28th at 7 p.m. We'll have Colorado Shakespeare Festival's Violence Prevention Program, and they're doing a 45-minute version of The Merchant of Venice it's some of some really high quality Shakespearean actors um, based out of Denver. And we kind of have some personal connections as well. One of our um, 
one of my coworkers, Jack, his professor from his days at University of Denver directed the program. So, you know, it's it's okay. it's fun to have that partnership and to kind of have some collegiality, but it's going to be a really, really top-notch, high-quality program, free and open to the public. And after the presentation of this of the play, there will be um, like a 15 to 20-minute talk back. Um, and what's fascinating about this program is that there's science that's been incorporated about, you know, violence prevention and what, um, why that's important for, for youth to, to really take in. I mean, you know, Shakespeare has so much going on, so many, like, fights and, you know, like, all these hot-headed people. And <laughs> to put, you know, this frame around that and say, hey, what if we, like, talked about this? What if we right. actually let ourselves talk about our feelings and to explore healthy dialogue um, it's it's a really fascinating thing that I'm super excited we get to bring. And it yeah. sounds like after this 45-minute abridged version of a Shakespearean piece, then there is this talk back where kids really get to hash that out. Yes. And, and in a traditional program, you know, they'll take the students and actually do um, activities with them. You know, maybe a little bit of role-playing. Like, if you were in this scenario, what would you say? Or start to practice how to actually... Um, confront uh, conflict how to be in conflict and to navigate that productively and since you know Mm -hmm. this is a public performance we won't necessarily be getting up all together to like do the actual activities right but they'll kind of show the audience on Tuesday what what that typically looks like in in their on their tour and that performance is free and open to the public correct yes come come bring friends bring everyone you know (laughs) (laughs) fantastic Uh, for our listeners, you are tuned in to Everything Under the Sun on KDNK, the Soprous Sun's weekly radio program. And uh, I'm your host, James Steinler, along with co-host Jeannie Soldern. And we are speaking with uh, TACA board member Julia Marshall, as well as TACA's Education and Community Partnership Coordinator, Art Williams. Um, thank you for staying tuned. Um, Art, can you speak to uh, what, uh, I guess, mentally, um, the mental impact in a positive way, or if there is a positive mental impact for kids in theater or in, like, at a space like Dakar that um, has theater, film, and these sorts of creative outlets? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, there's a lot of science, actually, about why the arts are, you know, good for mental health and um, why students need it. I don't, you know, I'm not the most up-to-date on that science, but from my personal experience, being a human is such a weird thing. And, you know, it's like we have so many experiences that play on in our head and and feelings and emotions, and um, being able to express that is so important. And for me, um, early on, in the classroom, you know, like watching young boys interact with one another and not feel the freedom to like say what's on their minds or to say what they're feeling. I just, I I can think, I can see how that pattern of, of thinking and relating to emotions and suppressing feelings then develops into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and community members that I know personally, people who like, are afraid to cry in public mm-hmm. um, and just don't know how to actually like, express themselves. And I think the arts are so important to mm-hmm. learn to look inward, um, actually, you know, and, and to learn to let yourself be seen by other people. It's a scary thing to be seen and to right. um, 
express yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but I think it's also that you learn to look inward in order to connect outward. Yes. So yes. it's like an inward, and then there's an outward expression of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. it is kind of like you're mimicking like real human um, uh, drives and nature when you're on stage. And so then perhaps that helps uh, someone who's, when they're playing that role or yeah. stepping into that character, maybe understanding that more within themselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but I think for me, sometimes I don't want my emotions to be able to be codified or like to be I'm like no what I'm feeling right now is actually too big for someone to understand or like you know this doesn't have a name but that's a lot of the times it's not helpful to have that stance um sometimes it's like oh I can name this emotion it's I'm feeling sadness I'm feeling grief I'm feeling anger and you know when you give yourself that space to understand it or to at least let it just be then you can step back in and understand the feeling and I think what the arts do for especially for youth is like it allows you to step a little bit outside of yourself like get get out of your head you know and and really start to play and understand through that way through that play yeah. um yeah. what it means to be human what these emotions are and how to react mm-hmm to them yeah julia i i saw you did that did you do that motion yeah i, I yeah, touched my touched heart your like heart. get out of yeah. your head and you get mm-hmm. into your heart yeah. Yeah. you know oh. so you're so it's like you're about, moving talk about how that uh programming at taka you know is trying to get out of the head and more heart-centered well i think you have many and i think we learned in COVID that our mm. being isolated is actually not healthy for us and so when you go to a concert or you go to a lecture and you like take in like Kwame Alexander's words mm-hmm. last week or you take in music it is um, it, it really has this way of connecting you you know back to the world and so I think that, that is, there's like a benefit there that is really great for all of us Right. I don't know if I answered your yeah, question. Yeah, no, you but did. It is, you did. Yeah. Really, to me, important that, you know, the community, and I use this word, it's collective well-being. It gives you a sense of collective well-being to be able to share. And you go outside. And I also believe that so many times that we lose sight of who people are in our own communities. Mm. And that if you've been at a concert and you see somebody, and then all of a sudden you're on the street and you see them and you go, oh, I know who you are. I can mm. I can say hello to you because now I've seen you. I can now sort of relate to you, even though I maybe don't know you personally. Right. So there, I like that interconnectedness. Yeah, yeah there brings. is a, a collective energy that happens mm-hmm. when you're in a group setting and you view, whether it be a concert or a play or whatever, there is kind of a, a simpatico that happens between people. So, yeah. It's I, our I, collective high. It's our what? Our collective high. Yeah. Our collective yeah. high. And it's legal. No. <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of the programming, too, is um, somewhat observational for young people. So they're coming and seeing performances. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for now. You know, that it's um, there's a number of factors that have kind of led us to, to implement more of these field trips more early on. Um, and a big part of that is who are the kids that are able to come if we offer this while kids are in school, you know, mm-hmm. where, when a bus can pick them up at school and drop them off at Taka. And that 
is everyone. You know, that, that opens up the door to a lot more students to actually come and um, be a part of that experience. And what I appreciate about, like, the the program that we had today, Kids Flicks, you know, I send mm-hmm. a questionnaire out to the teachers um, whether or not they you know, dive really deeply into that content matter um, doesn't necessarily matter. They show up to, to Ka and I then present something to them to, to really get their brains going. And then they come and watch these films, have this experience, and then go back to school and can um, talk about it. Um, be It's something that they've all shared together. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, yeah. Well, and they say like even for live theater, or the audience mm-hmm. even has they share this experience. And same thing with film; everyone has shared this experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the performers mm-hmm. who have that um, shared connection necessarily, but also the audience. Yeah. Um, James knows a little bit about that because you have been uh, on the I've stage been on yourself, both both the stage mm-hmm. and in the audience and uh, feel that connection either way. And like, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I was really struck and thought it was uh, because you're exposing young people also to theater, which like when I grew up in, here in the Valley and didn't have that, um, like a, a theater such as the college, which was bringing world-class musicians and performers and troops to like to to cut and then making it available to students and um i was really intrigued by the youth art pass yes um so tell me about the youth art pass yes the youth art pass is a program that we are um offering to seventh and eleventh graders um in local schools where they and a friend can come to a show um mm-hmm. we'll, we'll deem a certain number of shows throughout the year like age appropriate right um and come to enjoy the youth art pass free of charge um and i i actually love to turn it over to julia because julia like you are part of the creativity yes, the fantastic yeah, well, okay. yeah. And I, yeah. I, just, I, really, I mean this comes out of my son in fifth grade being able to get a free anywhere ski pass for Colorado. Right. And so when we were talking about Taka, I was like, well, we should be doing a, you know, kids can come to Taka and music and, you know, programming uh, free of charge. And so the 7th and the 11th, because it's almost like you need a little bit of a hook. Okay. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. where it started. So, yeah. and it's the 7th and 11th graders from, yes. and why, why, okay, so because of a hook? Purely or, because it rhymes. You creatives, you're always so funny. No, no, I'm kidding, that's, that's not entirely it. They're, they're, we've been, like, back and forth a little bit with, like, what's the right age, right, like, who, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's a little bit just, like, we're putting it out there, um, and... Some some logistics behind it as well. You know, like 11th graders might have an easier time actually getting to the theater. Right. Um, and, and, but yeah. it's also that, you know, junior high is a age where you're looking for other heroes and heroines. Mm-hmm. And you're not necessarily looking for to your parents, yeah. you know, as the guiding light anymore, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so being able to go to the theater at that age is like an introduction to something that you can be, you know, yeah. you can see. So right. Yeah. I think seventh grade was really perfect. Yeah. And then the 11th grade is, uh, you know, if you've got it a little bit in seventh grade and you've mm-hmm. sort of started like getting used to this notion, then again in 11th grade, you really get a comeback. 
Right. And the fact that that's you can bring cool. somebody. So that's another right. part of it yeah. is that yeah. it's not just yourself, but you're coming with somebody. And could they be any age? Any age. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And yeah. these like your parent. You could Perfect. You could bring your parent. <laughs> they <Yeah>. could drive <laughs> and they could drive you there. And and to to Julia's point, these are pivotal pivotal life stages, you know. I mean like seventh grade, like everything is just yep. out of whack. You're trying to figure out who you are in this world. And in eleventh grade, like you're you're about to right have to be out in the world so we really Mm -hmm. want the arts to be a part of that world that you have that life that you build that's awesome well julia i'd like to ask you since you've been there since the beginnings of willits and uh the beginnings of takah being on the takah board what you have seen uh just that is it more than what you ever hoped for or you have, like, visions for more things down the road. Oh, you never stop envisioning, <laughs> and especially with education. Mm-hmm. There's just could be wonderful things to come. But I have had the moments, like, especially when we uh, first opened, you know, and our first concert really had to happen on the lawn because of COVID, and there was the lawn was completely full, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is mm-hmm. real. You know, because we had been working, I don't know, 12 years, we've, we drew up the plans 30 years ago. I'm a landscape architect, so I worked on the layout of the of the Willets. And, you know, you put it as a drawing, and all of a sudden, when it becomes real, and then being inside the theater, and, like, when, I, when you guys were saying, like, what is it to, like, what's the kind of the benefit is that you're, you're just touched by within yourself and like you look around and you see people who are also like really experiencing joy and I just am like oh my gosh I can't believe this is doing what I hoped yeah that's fantastic yeah well, folks, uh, we only have about two minutes left of the show. Um, I want to uh, thank both you, Art Williams, the Takaz Education and Community Partnership Coordinator, and um, Takaz Board Member Julia Marshall for joining us today on Everything Under the Sun. And thank you for exposing our youth and our young people to theater and providing them a space to explore that. Um, we so appreciate it. That's the wrong uh, theme music. <laughs> but we, we like Express Yourself. <laughs> um, thank you both so much. And for our listeners, go to www.taka.org to learn about more youth programming. Learn more about the Youth Pass available to 7th and 11th graders um, from Basalt and Carbondale. Yes. All right. Thank you All both right. so much thank for joining you. us. Thank you. Thank you.